0: Hi, and welcome to the pilot episode of the Parlay Podcast. I'm your host, Verne Smith, and I'm so glad that you could join me today. This is a new adventure for me, and I hope you'll come along for the ride. I want to tell you a little bit about the Parlay Podcast, and then we're going to get into our first episode. So this project came about when I realized that we're in a world consumed by email, text, social media, and we don't actually talk to each other anymore. I mean, think about it. When was the last time you even talked to someone on the phone? And in all this typing, we've lost our tone of voice, subtext, context, intent, and often we've lost kindness and compassion. So I thought it's time to parlay. Now you might know that parlay with an E and an accent mark is derived from the French language and means discussion or conference. But there's also parley with a why, which can be used in times of war when both sides have reached an impasse and they need to cease fire, sit down and talk about it. And you might be amazed by this, but things actually get solved when they do that. I think we've accidentally come to that sort of impasse in our world. We have taken the privilege of having likes and hearts as gospel, And that that somehow makes us right. And we would rather be right than be loving and kind. So much of what people say online would they would never say to someone's face because they'd have to deal with their feelings and their thoughts. And well, that could be kind of messy. So we're going to get a little messy here and we're going to go back to basics. It's time to talk to each other and to talk about ideas. On Parley, we're going to attempt to talk about the hard things, the elusive things, the unnameable things, sometimes the hilarious things, but also the things we forget to talk about. And I hope we'll do this with the hopes of finding some clarity, some middle ground, and maybe even some healing. But to be upfront, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist. I'm just somebody with ideas who likes to share. And this is going to be a process that we're all going to have to grow through. And let's hope my tech savvy skills hold out while we do it. Um, But sometimes I'll be running solo and sometimes I'll have special guests. Maybe we'll even do a few live shows. Who knows? But I hope and promise that there will be laughs, probably some frustrations. Hey, maybe we'll do some wine and cake because that always makes a party fun. But without further ado, let's talk about it. Let's Parlay. I want to give a little disclaimer to this episode because it deals with identity-based trauma and may be triggering for some. However, I thought this was an important conversation to have. And I have to tell you, it took me a long time to record this episode, like months, and at first, I didn't know why. I thought maybe it was because I'm examining an old wound. But recently, I realized it's because I thought I was going to say the word that I never say. The N-word. I decided I didn't need to say it to make my point, And that if I did say it, I would be doing it for shock value. And that's not what I want. I want you to understand my relationship with the word and therefore why I never say it. Do me a favor, think about yourself at 7 years old. What were your major problems? Tying your shoes? Maybe adding double digits? Deciding which Barbie got to date Ken that night? At 7 I was trying to figure out how to avoid racial discrimination. Now I had heard the n-word before and understood how terrible it was, but At seven, I couldn't anticipate or plan how I would feel or what I would do when I heard it in reference to myself. At seven years old, I was devastated when I was called this terrible word. Now, if I remember it correctly, it happened on the way home from school. I can still see his face, his satisfied grin, but some of the other details are pretty fuzzy. We were in the same grade at the same school, and he already mocked me on a regular basis throughout the year for being overweight. He wasn't the first kid to do so, and by seven, I was building a pretty thick skin against bullies, so I was able to deflect a lot of what he said about my outward appearance. And it's not that being bullied for being overweight stopped affecting me, it's just that I got really good at hiding it, And rationalizing it. My mom was a teacher and she would tell me how sometimes these kids came from hard homes and hard lives and they were just taking it out on me, which is not an excuse by any means, but it was a way for her to help me understand the world. And this one day he was just throwing insult after insult, but he could see that his his fat slurs were not having the effect that he wanted. Then he said it. And I can't remember the words around it or the sounds that were happening because everything just sort of got quiet around that word, like sounds were sucked out of the space. And my mind and my memory zoom in on that one word. He laughed and called me that terrible name, the N word. And I remember his face exactly. His face was always sort of dirty and his clothes were always in disrepair and his hair was short and yet uncombed and sort of yellow teeth. He always reminded me of those kids in those depression pictures from the Dust Bowl. But in that moment, you would have thought that he won the lottery. He did it. He got what he wanted. He destroyed me. He hurled that word at me like a lumberjack throwing an axe at a target and landing it and cracked me in half. And it showed all over my face. He delighted in my pain. He found it utterly delicious. He was a child roughly my age. A child created and relished the pain of another child. Can you imagine that? Nothing could protect me or prepare me for that moment. Not my parents, not my thick skin, not my sense of humor, not my intellect. I was undone, unraveled and this was beyond discomfort. I was obliterated, I was traumatized. And the details after are fuzzier still. He went home quite pleased with himself, and I went home in a state of bewilderment. I told my parents. My mother assured me that he had an unfortunate life and that he was acting out. My father went to his home that evening to talk to the boy's father. My parents knew exactly what I was feeling, and they, they scrambled to put me into a state of peace, but it didn't work it still hasn't worked. I'm damn near 40 and if I spend any time in this memory, it still burns through me. That moment caused me to pray to God that if I was ever discriminated against, that it would be because I was a woman and not because I was black. Because there was always more women around me in my predominantly white neighborhood. And I thought that I would never be alone I later discovered that would not necessarily be the case, but that's a conversation for another time. Can you imagine a seven-year-old having to navigate the world on that level of thought? Doesn't seem quite fair, does it? No, and it's not fair. And it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I realized I have often moved through my life in a way so that I could avoid being called that word all the while knowing that people still probably say it behind my back and there's nothing I can do about it. That's such a sad thought for me. Thinking that my efforts, my education, my general character, my kindness cannot outrun that word. But at almost 40, I know it's time to let this burden go. It's too heavy. It's not worth my sorrow or my pain. So yeah, that's that. My story is an example of identity-based trauma. And I want you to understand that it can shape a life. I want you to realize that every movement you see and maybe don't fully understand came out of a story like mine. I know online you see things like LGBT pride, Black Lives Matter, hashtag Me Too, and probably more that I have yet to hear about. People take their pain and create a rally cry to change the world through these movements. So when you hear about a few of these movements on social media or you see a protest on TV and you feel put out or bothered or wonder why do they need to say that and why why are they separating themselves and why are they doing this and why are they doing that? I want you to think about my story. I want you to think about those in your life that you care about who may have a story like this because I can tell you right now, most of the people I grew up with don't know this story. Some of my best friends now don't know this story. And so when you see these stories, can you now look through that different lens to understand where someone else is coming from? Can you remember or draw back on stories you've heard from your own family of, of what your ancestors had to do to fight to have a better life? Because that's all people are doing now. We all have these stories. We all have pain. And when you can begin to empathize to others' experiences, we can start to make a change. So I'm going to encourage you, if you have one of these stories, to maybe share them with friends or family that don't know about them, which might be hard, and I know that. Um, But I also want to encourage your friends to make room for you and give you a safe space to tell that story. If we start to get into these conversations, we can start to move the needle on the way that we care about each other and the way that we interact with each other. So this is kind of a deep, deep topic, and I could go on and on and on but this feels like a good place to wrap it up. So let's parlay again real soon. Thank you so much for joining me for the pilot episode of Parlay. We made it. We made it. Uh, That was a tough one. And honestly, I wasn't sure I wasn't going to get through it without crying. But thanks for being there for me. And thanks for listening. Um, We're going to have a good time with this podcast, I think. I'm excited to share some ideas with you. And some of my friends are super crazy smart. And I can't wait to have them on. Toying with some topics of our next episode. Not 100% sure what they'll be, but to be determined. Uh, And if you're thinking of something uh, that you want me to hear me talk about, or that, you know, you and your friends have been talking about, send me an email, send me a voice message. Uh, You can email me at parlaypodcast at gmail.com. That is p-a-r-l-e-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com. You can send your voice memos there too. And until next time, keep talking about it.